0: listening to Darling Shine, a podcast by Chloe Fisher and myself, Elodie Pullen. Join us as we blindly navigate and unpack the raw and often unspoken experiences of womanhood, grief, friendship, and everything in between.
1: Encompassing all emotions, ugly and beautiful, we've made a promise for ourselves to find our shine and build a life of triumph and joy. Darling Shine is your survival kit to the unexpected shit life throws at you.
0: Chloe, I'm so sorry. You just, you tell us what's going on. You talk to us today.
1: Yeah, far out. Who would have friggin' thought that mm. here we are recording another episode on miscarriage. It's so weird because, like, when I found out that I was having a baby, it's funny because we, we obviously carve in these, like, really exciting announcement episodes and all that yeah. sort of stuff for the season and we got – fucking close this time around to actually having an announcement episode for you guys. Um, but it's funny because I had this, we'll go, I'll go into it from the start, but I just want to say that, you know, at the very beginning I was so positive and I really felt, um, I really had a good, a great gut feeling about this one. But it's funny because towards the end, before I had this miscarriage, I started feeling something different and I got this weird gut feeling that something was going to happen and I started freaking out and I, I even said to Brit, I was like, we got to get rid of that wording in that Chloe announcement episode. Like I just actually can't see it in our planner. Like I just, Whoa. I feel like it puts, I don't know, I just can't have it in there. Like I know everything's going to be good and everything's mm-hmm. all fine but like I just, let's just not have that. Like let's just have that as a blank app, and, you know, if whatever happens, happens. And then literally a week later I had a miscarriage and it yeah, it's just so weird because you plan everything and like I'm so love the little apps and like everything you, that you can, can track you everything and like the size and the dates and like everything. And I just feel mm. like I have such a different perspective of all this right now. Um because I'm I, I'm I'm really afraid of it and I just don't think I don't know, moving forward, it's just like it's scary the thought of like even doing any of that because it's just like I, I can see how fast things can get um, ripped out from underneath you. Anyway, if you Fucking guys haven't nice. noticed already, if you don't watch us on YouTube, you'll notice that I'm not in Sydney. Oh, not, mm. no, I'm definitely not in Sydney. Fuck <laughs> my friend, doesn't it? She had to I'm get away. The, I'm not on the Gold Coast. I'm actually at our place in LA. I escaped as soon as I possibly could. Mm. I needed a had bit of a shake-up.
0: Yeah, I had to get yeah, out. Um the best thing to do.
1: So I'm here. Uh, uh, we'll go into where what the go is and my plan is a little bit later on, but I thought that, and I do have notes because I literally don't even know what happened yesterday, um, let alone what happened at the start of this whole debacle. So yeah. um, let's go from the beginning.
0: Yeah, yeah so start what, from the
1: top. And I have to apologize because I did lie to you in our in our welcome episode. I bluffed, and it's funny because Elodie and I had to re-record it this the bit a few times because I was just lying through my teeth about like the egg (laughs) testing and stuff, and I could not say it with a straight face. I was like, "I'm lying to these our listeners. Like how like this is so bad." But I just really felt, yeah, I just really felt that I needed to keep this one again. Going back to the unknown I I really just wanted to keep this one a secret to as many people as I possibly could just to protect myself and Mm. that goes with like all of our friends as well there was only a handful and a few people that actually knew that I had transferred even some of my best friends I had given them the narrative of I am getting the embryos tested like some of my best mates so I apologize did
0: this Sorry, you definitely did this different this time. This whole like you just had a completely yeah. different mindset, and I think the whole time we we were we I was personally thinking, "Wow, she's so different this time." I think we're on here, and I mm-hmm. think subconsciously you were a little bit like that, but deep down, yeah, I think you you towards yeah. the end felt something was up.
1: Yeah. So. I know we've spoken about uh, exactly what I collected and everything like that in that first round, um, in that round that I did when I came home, but I thought that we'd go back and we'd just cover it again. So we, obvi- I obviously stayed at home over the Christmas and New Year's period. I knew that I was going to do a round of IVF, which you guys were well aware of, um, with my fertility doctor, doctor Kei Ke-Yong on the Gold Coast. Um, so I decided to stay there. I hadn't drunk since... Uh, New Year's Eve so I was pretty like I, I knew that I was I really wanted to give this round my best shot so it was round four um, and I also had my wrist issue as well so on the Monday the 17th of January we started this fourth round of IVF with Dr Ong. we decided to do a different protocol that I've done previously and replicate the protocol that I did in the states late last year because I had the best result that I've had so far with the round that I did over there. Um, and those two embryos that I have here in LA are still on ice and they're genetically tested. They're both normal and they're both great graded. So they'll just stay, sit tight in that little freezer until I'm ready mm. to use them over here. But so I had the, I started the rounds of IVF on the Monday. On the Friday, I got the call up to say I could have my wrist done um, and my doctor said that it was actually fine to do the IVF needles and everything through the wrist surgery, and it's not going to affect anything, which um, I don't think it did. Just I was just in a bit of pain. Uh, so then Thursday, the 27th of January, I had egg collection day. We collected seven eggs. Five of them will mature that afternoon, and they inseminated five um, with Paul's sperm. Three of them then survived the first night And we had the three that lasted all the way along to day four and we lost one on day four and two of them were day five embryos which were blastocysts. One was actually a hatching blastocyst which is Mm. means basically they're in their shell until just before, you know, they keep on developing, developing, developing and the cells just keep on... um, compacting and combining and the hatching is the very last stage and I've actually never had a hatching embryo before and so when I saw this one I was like oh my god this one is like this one looks like the guy um so the way that it kind of went down was and the way that I decided and the reason why I decided to do a transfer was because when I spoke to the fertility the embryologist here in Australia where I had the one I had one embryo from the very first time I'd ever done a round of IVF I had one in the freezer this one was also untested and when I say untested it means genetically tested so basically when you do a collection you can use the embryos as an untested embryo and that's totally fine. They might be really great grades. They might not be so great grades, but the grading doesn't really matter too much. A lot of people say that this is just like a beauty contest. So some people can have success with really bad grades Um, and others like me can not have success with really great grades. So basically I asked them what was the grade of this one that I had frozen and it was a C grade. And so I was like I'm in an R in the whole way through while I was waiting to see what I made to the end this time around and I was going to make the decision sort of basically on the day of what I was going to do. And I was always going to transfer the one. I was always going to have a transfer, let's put it this way, whether I was going to use mm. the one in the freezer or use the ones that I collected, I was always going to do it and I wasn't going to tell anyone. Mm. But the by the end of day five and I had those two little embryos um that were blastocysts, I said, I'm just going to wake up in the morning of and I'm going to decide what I want to do because at that point I was still going to genetically test um, these ones that lasted all the way to the end because basically when you do the genetic testing, uh, it, they can be abnormal or they can be normal and if they're abnormal, you're actually going to miscarry those. So you, it's kind of like one step further Um But anyway, so I had actually a grade A one that got to the end and a grade B one that got to the end. So that kind of put me in a position where I was like, far out. I've got two really good ones. I also have a C grade one frozen. You know what? If this time round works when I do a transfer, why would I not put my best foot forward? And I know I just said that it's a beauty contest with the grading, but like I was like, why would I not use a grade A one Mm. If it works, that's amazing. I've got one beautiful baby. I'm so happy with that. And then I've got my two embryos in America. Then I have two more. Like why would I use a C grade one now when I've got the opportunity to use an A grade one? So such a catch-22,
0: that that conflict in your head. Mm -hmm.
1: So I was just kind of going by my gut feeling. I spoke to the embryologist that morning and I said to her, like, tell me what would you do in this scenario? And I know they hate Mm. giving – Like they're they don't like giving their opinions because you know things can't work and you don't they it's just not they just don't want to do that. But I had this really beautiful woman I can't remember her name and she was like I said look if I was your daughter what would you be recommending here? Tell me your honest truth. And she said I'd be putting that grade A one in there. Like this is a perfectly great looking embryo. It's actually hatching already. Like use that. Mm. Like if this doesn't work, like. Like I've been doing this job for 25 years and if this one doesn't work, I'd be so surprised. So oh, I was like, yeah, that's it. I'm doing it. And then in even in the week lead up to the transfer, I was I kept on asking and I always I feel like recently I'm very not in tune to the universe but I really trust in the universe. I know that sounds so hmm. lame but I really do trust in the universe and I was really asking for a lot of um, signs um, you could say and i always ask for rainbows i love rainbows obviously it's really li- it's linked to having rainbow babies after like all this trauma and shit like that um so i was always asking for rainbows but i was also asking for feathers i don't know i just felt like i needed to see some feathers this time around white feathers. anyway i don't know i just was like you know i've got 1111 i have rainbows mm. but let's just change it up this time and i just i just felt like I, I was drawn to feathers. Anyway, um, my mum was up at the time because Paul was away and she was getting her hair done this one day and I, she knew about all this feather stuff and she was sitting out the front of the hairdresser before she got her hair done and she was like, oh, you know, talking to this couple. My mum will literally talk to anyone that sits next to her. Oh, God, and she yeah. She was talking to this couple and kind of telling them like what, to an extent, what was going on because I have like had very deep discussions with my mum about keeping her mouth shut because she's <laughs> she she's known you know she's had a few chances of like she each can't help um, herself had had three miscarriages now and she's nearly learnt um, not to talk about it to people but we're
0: anyways,
1: getting there we're getting there so mom was talking to this couple under this tree and she was telling her how she she really was she's looking for feathers and like you know her daughter's going through this and we want some positivity and like you know some signs anyway she got up and she went to the hairdresser and she was sitting at the hairdresser um getting a hair wash or whatever and this couple walks into the hair salon and was just like and they're like hey you know can I help you and and they're like, oh, I just want to see this woman. When she left, this feather fell out of this tree and landed where she was sitting and we just felt like mm-hmm. we needed to give her this feather. So it was really cute and mum was so excited when she oh. showed me. And I actually still have that feather and it's in an envelope where I have like the little photo of the embryo and the pregnancy test and everything like that. So, oh, my God. And then I found another feather I think is like it just like there was just so many signs and so many, you know, things leading to like you know you've made the right decision and i really felt that um I love that night we went to dinner like i saw a beautiful rainbow from at my balcony at my house and you know it kind of yeah it was it was mm. that was all around transfer day and and I, even that when i did the transfer even the embryologist that was saying to me like you know this is a this is a really good one. Like they were all in there. It was so funny. And They were all in the room and they were like cheering and we were just, you know, I was like, yes, we're on here. Um, And then a few days after the transfer, like I've kind of, I've started sort of journaling in books. I've got so many books around the place that I've just got like bits and pieces because I, I honestly, I refuse, I refuse to purchase any of those baby journals anymore. I I I did the first two round um the first two pregnancies and I've I've miscarried those two pregnancies and I just couldn't bring myself to actually start in another one of those books and only being able to write in two pages. So Mm. I was like, you know what, that's not happening this time. Mm. I'm just gonna write them in random books like my journey and my dates. And, you know, if it if it's successful, then I will buy a book and I'll transfer it all over. But like I just feel like that I was just like, nuts, I'm not even going to go there this time you around. You feel like you're
0: going to jinx it, don't you?
1: Yeah, so I like, you know, I kind of started writing and I, I think it was like a few days after transfer I wrote like, feeling amazing, happy, healthy, I'm feeling motivated. Like I just felt so, I felt so good and I feel like, you know, obviously, I hadn't found out if I was pregnant or not at that point, but I just really felt amazing.
0: And um, you were glowing. You looked amazing and you were
1: happy. Oh, thanks. And yeah, I was glowing. so happy. Um, and then, oh, fuck, I feel like I'm going to cry now. And you just, just like, you saying nice words. I don't know. That was You were. Um, I know. So then by the, that was on the Thursday. And then by the Sunday, I kind of... Um, I started like the positivity kind of shifted a little bit in my in my mind. This was only five days um, past the transfer day um, and I started getting on Dr. Google and, you know, just you looking up all random shit.
0: Yeah. How can and, you not though? Your mind just ticks, hey? Mm, like I think everyone. I think it's just like
1: every time I had like symptoms or signs or anything like that, I look it up.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and... I literally, you know what I was looking up this time, like, when can you test on after a transfer? I know, I know even though this. you know the answer. I know the answer. But anyway, some <laughs> people like five days pass, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm missing a do a test. I haven't even told oh you this yet. Oh so anyway, God, I did I a test. I did a test on five days, and then it was honestly the fucking faintest line I've ever seen in my like it was not a line, but like, you know, people that know yeah, what I'm yeah, talking a line's about. A line. Yeah, but like it was pushing it. Like it was it was it was really pushing it. So everyone does kinda this, let, but then I like it kind of you kind of go like it's negative and uh, you know you back and forth and honestly like if anyone knows what I'm talking about you bring this stick. You bring it outside, you look at it in a different light. You're looking at every everywhere around the house. You're like you're really like you're really trying to see this line. I think I got it out of the bin like four times. Cuz I thought you it was ask, like negative and
0: you ask oh, no, everyone I, around you. I
1: didn't even, I didn't even have anyone around me at that point because Paul was away. But I really did. I like, I honestly got this test in and out of the bin like four times just to like see if anything was changing. But anyway, oh, cool. um, so I kind of then was then that really kind of was like, okay, this isn't happening. Like this isn't a. There should I should have a line by now. Um, and then, but that was on the Sunday. By the Thursday. I had a bleed in the middle of the night Um, and I was like, here we go. And that's sort of roughly when my period was due and it was like fresh blood and I was just like, fuck, here we go again. Um, I messaged Dr Ong and he was like, just do a test. Let's just – let's do a test. Go and get, you know, your bloods done and stuff like that. Yeah. And I did a test and it was like the most positive thing ever. Like it was just ping straight away. So I was like, oh, my God, I'm pregnant. Like, but – and then I went and had my bloods. My bloods looked great. My progesterone was good. My hCG levels were good. This was only this was five. This was eight days after. So I still wasn't meant to even have this test until like another two days down the track. Um, but you obviously you just get like an absolute sigh of relief. But for me, I was concerned because I was bleeding, and I know what happened when I had my last miscarriage. I um, I bled. So I like instantly as soon as I see blood, I'm like triggered. Yeah. You know? Um itch. and then on the Wednesday I started having intralipids and this is a this is an addition to what I did last time. So basically intral- I I I had my um I got tested for natural killer cells, which means your body's immune system actually attacks embryos if you are positive. But I actually was negative to this test, which I was convinced I was going to be positive. Mm. However, usually when people have this and their immune systems are killing off embryos, they have this thing called intralipids and you go into the day surgery and you have a cannula put in and they basically put this stuff in you that's – you know, it basically it's like an immunity and it helps fight off any bad cells that are gonna um, attack the embryo. So I was like, you know what, can't hurt. Let's do this. So I went in on the Wednesday. I had this done, feeling great. All the nurses that because I go into this day surgery bloody way too often for everything, and they were all so excited to see me. You know, that it was it was amazing. Mm. Um, that was on the Wednesday. Then by the Friday, I literally woke up in the middle of the night with proper bleeding again and I was just like oh my god you know it this is all over like a a two-week period and it's literally day by day up down up down up down and it's just like how much can one person take it's just insane um and I messaged Dr Ong and I was like I'm bleeding like what do I do I, I honestly I woke up in the middle of the night like bawling my eyes out because that's when I had this bleed and Paul was away and I vomited and for me to vomit is huge like I don't even vomit ever Mm -hmm. um and then I went straight in to see Dr Ong and he was like there's a heartbeat there's actually two there's two in there so I was like what the hell and he's like but there's a lot of internal bleeding um and for me instantly I'm like fuck this is not good sort of thing um so I was then put on bed rest and I was on bed rest for seven days, I think. I, the bleeding was like, the, it was like kind of a big bleed and then we saw, I saw the heartbeat so I was like feeling good and then I had another bleed and I went back in and then I, I we saw the heartbeats. And so I was positive but I was also like there's something going on here Um each time that I went to have the ultrasounds with Dr. Ong, he would the bleeding ha- was subsiding. So I was thinking that the bed rest was really helping. Um but I was still bleeding like spotting. It was sort of like dark, which I was stoked about because I know that it wasn't active bleeding. Um and then, you know, it, I kept on like we we literally had heartbeat right yeah. up until I think it was I went in with Paul on the ninth of March, which was Wednesday, the ninth of March. And honestly, this blood te- um this ultrasound I was going in was I was so like I was so positive. It was like the least stressful one I had had yeah. because I was like, I'm not bleed, I haven't really been bleeding for like the last mm. five days. I've been feeling really rough. this is so we're good here um and we sat down I was so grateful to have Paul with me sat down and then Doc Dong's like kind of looking in there and I just saw his face and it was just like it kind of dropped um and I was like what's going on and he was just like he literally was like fuck 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 it's not looking good and I was like what do you mean it's not looking good and he was like he's just like I just can't see a heartbeat and I was and I just like I looked at Paul and I was like no 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 this isn't happening again please no um and then Dr Ong was like I want you to go and have like a secondary ultrasound at like a proper ultrasound for women just mm. so they can like really just have a little look in there see if we can see you know anything else I still had like a tiny bit of hope. I don't know why, but I just still was just like maybe his yeah. machines are like not up to scratch. <laughs> Sorry, no offense. But yeah, I was like, like
0: you know, yeah, double check it with this other ultrasound. So, so you just like hanging. I on. went
1: in um I went into this other ultrasound straight away and for a start it was just like there was other women in the the bloody waiting room who were fully pregnant like Proper no, pregnant no, 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 no. husband and wives coming out of the rooms, like looking at their photos of their baby, their like their babies, and like people going like, "Good luck with the birth," all this stuff. And I was literally Aww. just sitting there shaking. And I looked at Paul, and he's like, "It's okay, it's okay." Like, and I'm thinking, "Hurry the fuck up." Like get me in this room and get me away Mm. from these people. And I know that sounds really insensitive, but like when you've been there, you'll understand Mm. what I mean. It is the most horrific, like traumatising experience of the whole situation. Mm.
0: There needs Um, to be a separate waiting room for people who are losing babies.
1: Well, I guess so. Then I got brought into the ultrasound room and I, I was like, obviously in tears and I spoke to the lady I'm like that's just so wrong and she's like I'm so sorry you should have been put in this other room like you're not meant to like Mm. you're not actually meant to be in the same room as these people like I'm so sorry and then she obviously knew what was going on because she had spoken to Dr Ong and he was and then so we like sat down and they brought the ultrasound and like immediately like I immediately saw the twins and that was just like enough for me to be like what the actual fuck is happening the fact to that me there was
0: a two as well
1: <laughs> um but i had never really seen them both in there like i knew that there was twins but we kind of like thought that one had gone and i don't know why that i thought that it had just like disappeared and been absorbed or something but it like they were like both right next to each other and they were both right there and uh, i was just like wow um
0: oh my and god
1: yeah, it was so it was so sad. And I, like I even just was looking at Paul and he was just so devastated and like it was just I don't I've know, I feel like it. you like take so many steps forward and, and like I was 8 weeks that day. Uh, but then like this happens and you're like, "Oh my god, like what is going on? I'm just so confused. Why is this happening over and over again?" Um and it's funny because like I always was like I'm going to have twins I always thought that I was going to have twins I always said it like I just had a gut feeling and like I just and like for me to get that from one like only one embryo being transferred it's like less than three percent that that, that's even happens
0: those were your Um, twins you knew you were going to have twins yeah so I
1: then went back have to go back to Dr. Ong and we like looked at it and he was just like, Look, I know that you want more answers and you just you're so confused right now. But he was like, I um everything points to the reason why you've lost these babies is because basically they were sharing a placenta and they were in the same sack. There's a word for it. It's something like mosaic or something like that. Um so he's just like there's no other reason for this loss. And he's like, I'm so, I know that you're sick of hearing, you're just unlucky, but, like, this is actually, this was actually completely out of your control. This has got nothing to do with your body. This has got not If that embryo didn't split, you were on. It just fucking mm. split and it didn't, like, it you, people can go on to have pregnancies that share the same placenta, but because mm. we lost a twin earlier on, um, it wasn't like they were both in there with two heartbeats at, like throughout the whole time. I knew that we had lost one maybe a week before. So basically he said that what happens there is when you lose one and when they're sharing the same sac, and when they're sharing the same placenta, um, it's very common for you to lose the other one because it creates this toxic environment and it's just impossible for them oh. to survive. Um,
0: and then so I guess it, if one has to be like carried yeah. out, like as in it like falls out or whatever. It's well, spe- it, Yeah, spe- I don't know. Yeah, it.
1: exactly. So I then was like, like book me in for a, DN- a DNC and um, which is a dilation and cure it basically, immediately. I've never been one to, and it's up to each each person has their um, different views on this and however they want to do it is completely up to the, the woman. But I've always opted to have a DNC where they you go into the day surgery, you get put under anaesthetic and they go in and they will basically scrape it out. And someone fucking said to me as well, Mm. will we'll send the product off and like we've spoken about this no. before and I'm like oh my god they were my That's twins your kid. they're your babies they're, they're not your a twins. product but they're so the, yeah they go in they 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 scrape it and then they suction everything out, at that suction everything out and to me that um to me I prefer it that way because I know that my uterus is cleaned out and it's fresh and there's no remnants left in there and I just feel a little bit better having it that way. Um, So, yeah, I got that done last Thursday and now I basically, like I've had so much support from people, like you have no idea. Basically when it first happened, Paul was meant to go over and play over it sees but he pulled the pin on those two shows and he posted on his Instagram story like the reason and I'm so proud of him for doing that because like, you know, so many people suffer miscarriages in silence and it's actually not just the women as well. It's yeah. the men too. Like and I I feel like a failure for him as no. well because I can't do this.
0: Um, I've, I've but never seen fish so like – so affected like i'm always with you looking after you and like you're really going through it and often fish is like you know doing it silently but it was just fucking heartbreaking
1: yeah so like i just i don't know i just kept on saying like i'm so sorry like yeah because i know how bad he wants this as well um like so he get- had to he was like I'm just going to say that I've had a family matter. I'm like no, tell the truth. Like acknowledge yeah. these twins, acknowledge this baby. People their lives. will have so much respect for you for doing that. Yeah.
0: Um
1: and I haven't been on social media the last week either. I just like for me, I know I am vocal about it on this podcast, but I feel when I have these sort of losses like for me personally, I actually have to have this, like, sort of detox from social media yeah. and from posting. I I just, it's my way of grieving and, like, I don't feel, I don't feel like there's any place for me to be posting about stuff that is not in relation to this loss. And I feel like, for me, I'm pushing it aside if I was to do that and I really need to sit in this and I yeah. need to, I need to, um, process my grief by not doing not trying to push it away like I actually Mm -hmm. find it helps me being in this moment for now and like you know obviously I'll come back when I feel like I'm ready but just from resharing that um that message that he put on Instagram honestly I've never had an outreach of people like Mm -hmm. it and I am so grateful from the bottom of my heart from all these you know, strangers and I've got really amazing friends that write to me as well and, like, you know, just send me message. Like I haven't had the energy to even respond to one person, not even my friends and mm. some of my family. Like I just can't do that right this second. But I think I had more than, like, 6,000 strangers write to me into my inbox because I can see that through on, like, my on my Instagram story how many people replied to it and, mate i like i i like i'm speechless and it's just so it's i'm really comforted by that and i i i see i see it and like i'm yeah i'm so grateful and like to all my friends and my family who are constantly you know even a week after it like now i'm getting fr- messages from some friends that aren't even like my best friends yeah. messaging me going you know just thinking of just let just know it know that i'm thinking of you um
0: you know I'm so I'm proud of you, Chloe. Like, you can be so fucking heartbroken and then still get on and just be such an advocate for loss. And although you have to do the initial parts in silence, like, you do get on here and you do talk about it. And there's so many people that could, would, would never or don't have the platform to. And you are speaking to them and like making them feel so heard and seen. And like, they then don't feel alone. And you, you, you're saying there's 6,000 people that have written to you. Imagine the millions. Like there's thousands that don't have the words that are yeah. also going through it that you have just helped. Like you've got no idea the, the power like, that you have and the amount of people that you've helped.
1: Like miscarriage and, is just so crazy. Like no one, yeah, like it, it is so common and I just feel it's so traumatising to someone's soul. Like honestly it's just like, oh, it. And especially to have it, I'm like not um, downplaying anyone that's just had one miscarriage, but just like I'm saying for people that have oh. also had recurrent miscarriages like myself, it's just like hit after hit after hit. And like I don't, I honestly, and I probably can speak for a lot of people, is like yeah. I feel like I've been completely stripped from my innocence of feeling the like pregnant. Like I don't think moving forward I'm ever going to be able to, I often mm. think about friends and, and other people that are falling pregnant just naturally or, you know, accidentally and all this stuff and the joy and, like, the excitement and the happiness that that brings and, you know, mm. you can watch from afar and you can see people and you, you can really see, see it in their face and in their gestures and how you can be so nice, you know, is I don't know what totally. it's like.
0: Oh, well, you, if you, you just, haven't.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: you, I, I, they don't. They don't know the feelings so they don't they don't feel the need to be afraid at all. Like yeah, I think every exactly. pregnancy you can be a little bit scared but it's a whole nother level. A, when you're going through IVF or like you, you've had multiple miscarriages now, Chloe, and like especially when you get told you're getting a grade A embryo put in. And you're, you know you just want to be so helpful but ho- hopeful and you're getting so far like you were like the furthest you've been. You were eight <laughs> weeks with this one and you're just like, fuck, I'm nearly there, I'm nearly there. And, and then do you know what else? You have no answers. You continually keep having these miscarriages and then no answers when you're told you have like a grey A embryos put in. So you can't help but feel like, you're fucking terrified you're so scared to be pregnant and I'll tell you right now when you do you know when you do pass the 12 week um fate or when you do pass 12 weeks and you are pregnant and you really do feel like you're having a baby you're going to be fucking shitting yourself every day like I think I think anyone that does IVF is still going to be shitting themselves so many people listening know that feeling like you'll feel glimpses of happiness and excitement but you're scared to even let them in and it's so sad yeah yeah but no, and and then and there's no buts. You just, I, I can't even believe you just still yes. don't have answers. Like I know that right now. you Well, might I mean, be this
1: one, this one, we do have an ant. Like we do have an answer, and it was the twin problem. But in saying days. that I still, like, it's still questionable deep down in my mind that there's something more underlying. And I, you know, I have done most tests under the sun, but you still are like, well, is there something that's, you know, all linked to this or is, am I really actually just unlucky? You can't. You can't be that fucking unlucky.
0: So right now do you, what do you want to do? Do you want to do any more tests on your body, on your stomach, on your uterus to see if there's anything going on or are you, well, you, you do just want to do another transfer? Like how, where are we at?
1: Well right now I think um well last week we did some more blood tests to see if there's a thing called DQ it's like a genetic matching thing and basically um if I if Paul and I come back with these matching tests and I please excuse me if I'm not explaining this right at all cuz it's actually new to me I, I haven't really researched it yet um, but I, uh, from what I understand and what I've been told, it's like basically like we're like perfect matches in in human beings. And um, if this is the case, we're like too much of a match. And basically, I think I believe that like if you are this match, then you go down. You see this other doctor, and basically you do these like blood things where they take Paul's blood and they put it in me. So like it start it like kind of like teaches. Um, Whoa. your immune systems to like be like matched or like your cells to match up more before they do a transfer sort of thing that is Whoa. probably wrong so don't quote me I on that but it's that. something along the lines of that that um, sounds wild I'd love to do but, some research on that but yeah so we kind of wait for that we've sent the babies off to get tested you know what it might come back that they're actually genetically abnormal and if that is the mm. case, this was always going to happen, and this has got nothing to do with me um, because I didn't get them tested. Yeah. Um, but in saying this, and I just want to tell you is when you get your embryos tested, it actually takes quite a few weeks, so you can't go on to do a transfer straight away. You are, or you kind of lose mm. a month or so. So I was just like, I'm not wasting time here. Um, that's why I, I didn't time. do the, the genetic testing. Um, but when you're young, genetic testing is something usually that people do when they're older and they're doing IVF, whereas when you're young and you're like me, mo- like I've had all my embryos tested so far that I've had miscarriages with and they've actually been yeah. normal. So I was like had that confidence in myself that like, okay, you know, I might not have many mm-hmm. e- eggs and my egg count might be low, but what I'm getting to the end, these are actually these are actually genetically normal embryos. Um so I'm actually going to stay in L.A. for a few weeks now. Paul's playing a big show in Miami um, this week and I, I, I'm going to stay around maybe until the, the beginning of April and then I will come home to Australia and then I'm going to reevaluate everything Um yeah. I'm kind of keeping in mind as well the Europe season starts soon and we are due to – it's just annoying because this little pregnancy was so perfect in every single way with timing-wise. Like I was going to be able to be 12 weeks and I was going to be able to go to Europe oh. and, and be based in Ibiza. I wasn't going to do all the travelling but, like, at least we lived there together until I had yeah. to come back and I couldn't travel any longer. But so I don't know, I'm going to – we're due to go there end of May, early June-ish. So I'm just going to see. I'm going to see what how I'm feeling. I I probably won't share on here when I make a full decision of what I'm going to do just because mm. so many people, I find it, gets, it actually is getting harder to be explaining to people where I'm at and what stage I'm at and stuff like that. Like I'd rather just come on here and surprise you guys and be like, hey, I'm pregnant yeah. rather than, you know, it's following true. it every step of the way because it, it is really triggering and it's really traumatising and, yeah, like, it was kind of like not fun and games at the start, I'd like to say. it. it I really didn't think that I would be in this position nearly no, two neither. and a half years later and talking about having my third miscarriage. I really didn't believe that. So now I'm here, I think that... The, the journey to follow, I will keep that probably private um, yeah. Yeah. until I have either good or bad news, hopefully no more bad news. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I just really wanted to say I appreciate every single one of you, our listeners, our followers, like the support that you guys constantly write to Elodie and I, and not just in my situation but, like, of, also to Elodie as well. Like, it doesn't go unnoticed. Like, you guys... You know, if it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't be here doing this because, you yeah, know, we really yeah. want to help people who yeah. are going through these sort of things in silence that that really brings a little bit yeah. of light
0: to our lives. Yeah, and just keep it so raw and vulnerable and, like, I I can't help but, like, I I know, like, we were both pregnant at the same time last time you had mm-hmm. your miscarriage and we were, like, taking photos together we're oh. getting our little bump shots or planning yeah. everything and, like... Mm-hmm. You know, so many people that have miscarriages do the same things with their friends, and then they see their friends go and have their bubs, and like I hate that.
1: Yeah, I'm that. done with that now as well. That like, we actually did the, we actually did that this time round too, um, wow. and with another girlfriend of ours who's also pregnant, and I. Re- absolutely fucking refuse to take any more photos. That's another thing. Like you know, you do your weekly photos, and it kind of like to the end. I was like, oh I don't know, am I jinxing myself? And our friend mm. who takes photos for Elodie and I, Hannah, before I left on this maybe like two weeks ago, when she was taking some photos of us for International Women's Day, she's like, "Let's take a photo of you and Paul on the bump." And I'm like, mm. I weirdly did I not say like I was yeah, like, you, you did, know what? You
0: didn't yeah?
1: I don't want to take this photo. I yeah. I feel weird about it. And even though yeah. I was seven and a half weeks and I should have been like, you know, I wasn't, I actually am still really bloated. So, like, there would have been a little, I mean, I wouldn't, I can't, I can't say that the bump was from the babies, but like, I was definitely bloated because I was using quite a lot of progesterone. Um, so, there would have been something there, but I just in my gut was like, no, nah, I can't do the photo things because like I can't go. I actually, the thought of going back and looking at that photo right now, I just can't.
0: So you did have a moment it, yeah. of pure excitement and you just look stunning and we were at the beach and we took these beautiful photos and I just hope that one day when you're holding your bub, like you can look back and just be, and just like be so yes. proud of that woman that kept getting back up and kept yeah. like you get, keep getting knocked down, you keep fucking standing up and going again and again and again. And like yeah. I know that lots of people listening have this same question um, probably lingering in their heads because I even get asked this Like people ask me what you're going to do, and people say to me, "Would clone fish ever consider an egg donor or a surrogate?" And like, I mean, I'd totally be your surrogate. I know the answer to this question, but people definitely ask. So, what? what, Yeah. Well,
1: we've touched. We've definitely touched on it like ages ago. But if I, if I've got two sisters, so I feel like if I do did. the thing is the, egg, the eggs aren't like – I don't think the eggs are actually really an issue right now because, like I no. said, they've been like – but the ones that we've lost have actually been genetically normal. I'm still able to get one or two out each time and, like, you only need one. So at this point – and Paul's semen's fine. Like, at this point on the sperm and egg side, like, I'm, I'm confident that we can have our own, ba- like, baby – um Same. on I the surrogate saying. side and like this is a real weird like it's obviously not that weird but like part of these the pre- the, the journey to motherhood like i i want yep. to hold a baby like i and when i say hold a baby i mean carry a baby and for me just to have a belly is like mm. one of the most exciting things in the world to me um and Loving and nurturing and like you know really living through that nine months with that baby inside and also birthing, you know, obviously things mm-hmm. can go fucking like not to plan at all, but like I, I'm I'm really, really excited to have that experience of childbirth. Mm-hmm. I, and like there's not one part of me that's afraid and I feel like if I can get through, if I can actually get through to that point, I can do actually anything. Like honestly, I Fucking feel like right, I can. In, I can do anything. And I'm I it's not like I haven't like been able to fall pregnant. I've actually fallen pregnant three times now. So I don't think I'm at the stage of talking surrogacy yet. Like I mm. I, I honestly believe deep down I will have a baby. And I there is ninety-nine point nine percent of me believes that. And I'm not like I'm I'm look, in the scheme of things, I've done four rounds of IVF. I'm by no means done at all. Yeah. Um I have I have two embryos here in 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 LA. I have two embryos in Australia. When I do another round, I probably will do another round of IVF yeah. if I um before I just to see if I can bank more. So at this stage like I'm going to give it a go until I have no embryos left for a start. So we, I, it's just like, yeah, absolutely. you know, it's definitely not like not out of the question. Like it, if it comes to that, it comes to that. It breaks my heart. But, of course, like I will do anything to have a baby. I'm not going to settle for not. Like I will yeah. have a child in one way or another. But I think that I, you know, I think I'm confident. I really am confident that I'll be able to do this myself.
0: That is definitely a long way down the track, the surrogate or the egg donor chat. um, I know that as well, but I know that's on a lot of people's tongues. I completely believe that you will have your own baby and that you will carry your own baby 100%. I can just see that like in my head for sure. Um, I'm just so freaking proud of you for talking about this, Chloe. Um, Today's episode, we are going to give a portion of our earnings to the Pink Elephant Foundation because... One in four people will go through what you're going through, Chloe. And I mean, we know we we just bloody hear it every single day, the amount of people struggling with this. And they do it um while they're working and they're paying for IVF and they're trying to pay, pay their bills. They're not getting, you know, they're having miscarriages and they're not getting any leave time. So they're having to go and somehow grieve and work at the same time and then earn that money and then do IVF again. They're getting no time off. They're like having to take half days to go and get transfers done and then go back to the office and things like it's horrible. And the Pink Elephant Foundation uh, work, work is working super hard and I think they, are, they there's definitely changes being made in the past year um, in the workplaces to provide leave, paid leave, for people going through miscarriage and IVF. Um, and like, you know, a lot of pregnancies are not recognised as, pregnancies until after 20 weeks and there's literally little humans in us before 20 yeah, weeks as soon ridiculous. as you're pregnant there's a little soul inside you so we'd love to raise some money for the Pink Elephant Foundation we will be putting a portion of our earnings and we'll set up a gofundme page for anyone that also wants to donate with us um to this beautiful foundation yeah, week.
1: we're we're really passionate about spreading the word here and breaking the stigma and mm. you know what the pink elephant foundation do i'm just you know i'm i'm really proud to be a spokesperson f- for the topic and you know those women work tire tirelessly to support you know people women who are going through mm. what i'm going through and yeah we take our hats off to them and we're really excited to see what they can do with um supporting women and miscarriage in the workplace because I do 100% believe that um, women should be able to have paid leave um, when they go through this because, you know, pregnancy is one thing but miscarriage and the trauma and PTSD and everything associated with miscarriage, it it's real and it does not get recognised. So, um, yeah, I'm really, really thankful for the Pink Elephant Foundation and I'm stoked that we can, you know put
0: some money towards that and we hope that you guys can too yeah and we'll post on our stories and on our Instagram and we'll put the link in the show notes to the GoFundMe page um I just love you so much Chloe and I'm so proud of you I just have absolutely no words for your strength you are you are fucking strong that's for sure thank you
1: and I just want to give a shout out to all the women as well who are going through miscarriages like right every day women go through this and honestly, it's so horrific. And I feel you, I see you. And I spent the whole last week in bed, could not even come out of the house. Like, it's okay to do that. Like go through, feel the feels and just, you know, you will be able to rise again. I promise. Like, honestly, it's not, you'll never forget about it, but like, this too, you know, mm. this too shall pass. You know, they say that and, you know, you will, you'll, you will build up your strength again. I promise you that. And, yeah, yeah, we love you guys all and thank you so much for um, letting us have this space to talk about this and, yeah, we will yeah. continue to push on.
0: <laughs> we will. We will. We love you close so much. I know that Chumpy is up there looking after your two twins and those other bubbies that are now up there too with him. Oh, I still
1: can't believe he's not even bloody here. He's f- got a little
0: family of bubbies up there.
1: He's got his hands full. <laughs> he's got his hands bloody full. He's got four Fisher kids. That's hectic.
0: <laughs> That's and a your dad. Handful. Heaven <laughs> yeah, hopefully <busy>. dad's helping. <laughs> Heaven
1: is friggin' busy at the moment. Holy yeah, heavens shit, I hope just become got a daycare an set epic.
0: up. Yeah, hopefully there's some daycare up there. There would be God and it's getting <sighs> also, better up there because so many epic, amazing people are going there. I don't so. even
1: know why I'm laughing. Like
0: honestly, what the fuck? <laughs> when is you laughing? if you don't laugh, you'll cry. Yeah. That's, <laughs> literally. No, I love you. I love you so much, Chloe. Welcome to our Asking for a
1: segment. Yes. Asking for a friend. <laughs> you ask, we tell right here, right now. So if you have a question, you can head to the link in our bio on Instagram, or we'll put it in our show notes. Send us the questions and we will answer them for your e holes. Okay. So this question today says, Hi, I've never met either of you girls, but I feel like I know you because I sit in on all your conversations via podcast. I've laughed with you, I've cried with you, and I genuinely think of you often, but I don't know you. If I did ever meet you, I would probably have to stop myself from wanting to give you a hug because I think that must be weird for you. (sighs) How weird is it when you have random people coming up to you acting like they know you and you have no idea who they are?
0: I love it because people actually do just like kind of just, hey, how are you? And I'm like, yeah, 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 good. How are you? What's your name again? Like, I just pretend I know them. And (laughs) I love it when people come up and give me a hug. It's fucking great. I don't want to be like some we, I'm a, we, I am no, by, I'm by every single stretch as a completely normal fucking person. Like, I'm not, I'm definitely nothing special. And I just, I just love, like, just come and sit down and have a wine with me if I'm out at lunch or something. Like, I want to, yeah. I want to meet like-minded people, and yeah, I'm an absolute legend. So if you're a legend, just don't, totally come up and hug me.
1: Yeah, I agree as well. There, more hugs should be given. I feel like it spread the love, spread the kindness, because yeah. like this world is pretty fucking weird at the moment. Um, but I'm all arms wide open also everyone has a story and if you feel like telling your story to us let us know too because like you know we want you to be heard and yeah if you get the opportunity definitely stop we're not scary at all
0: (laughs) fuck no oh my god I'll probably be more scared of you (laughs) I I love everyone and I love it when people just randomly come over and be like Elodie oh my gosh I I lost my boyfriend to cancer back when I was da 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 and like I'm still grieving and you've helped me or just like someone, someone like literally literally sometimes a passing comment, like I'm walking through the markets and they'll just be like, oh my God, hi, I went through this and that and da-da-da and thank you or something like, you know, or I listen to your podcast and it's just like a walking passing and mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, woo, like thank you or I love you or I'm sorry or, you know, and just like little passing fun little phrases and it's, mm. it's cute. and it's so nice. Bringing people together. I think it
1: definitely makes
0: me feel like
1: I'm doing what we set out to do. A hundred percent. Sometimes I definitely question, like, us. We for sure <laughs> question us. We're like, mm. is this even like
0: good? Are we oh, kidding like,
1: ourselves? <laughs> literally,
0: Chloe's always like, let's do these live shows and da da. And I'm like, who the fuck wants to come and see us? Literally, <laughs> I can so, deal with everyone say that, so. hello to us it def- it, va- it validates what yeah. we're doing <laughs> 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 uh, wow. okay darlings goodbye we love you and everyone